said, child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the Good morning. Welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church. I want to welcome you to our Bible study. We've entitled the study A Journey Through Mark. And may I say to you from the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time and from my heart, I just want to say Happy New Year to each and every one of you. A brand new year, brand new opportunities. Thank the Lord for you tuning in today. And if you have a copy of God's precious word nearby, I want to encourage you today to open up your Bible along with me as we're studying together in the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter number three, a brand new chapter for a brand new year. Let's open our Bible and let's we'll read together in Mark chapter number three, verse one. I want you to notice what the scripture says. And he entered again into Capernaum, and there was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. As we're looking here today, and as we open our Bible, uh, again, we thank the Lord for what we have learned thus far in Mark's Gospel. And this journey through Mark has been amazing for me. It's helped me greatly. And I thank you for taking time uh, to tune in and study with us. As we look and we marvel at the Word of God, I see something very interesting to me. The Bible says in verse 1, the first few words, and he, referring to Jesus, entered again into the synagogue. Jesus had entered into the synagogue again. Well, we recall that a synagogue was a place of reading and expounding the Word of God. And this would be from the Old Testament scriptures. They would have most likely part or maybe several different scrolls that they would open and read and expound upon. And as I'm thinking of this, Jesus uh, went oftentimes to the, to, the, to the synagogues. And let me say this, there were no sacrifices made at the Jewish synagogues. It was a place, again, of reading God's Word and hearing God's Word that had been read expounded upon. I love the wording of Mark, chapter number 3, verse 1, who says that he entered again into the synagogue. Jesus was in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Now, that's something very important. It was something that he did faithfully and regularly and continually 
throughout his ministry. We'll find him in the synagogue or at the temple. And we find that on the Sabbath day, that Jesus was faithful, he was regular, and he was continually going to the synagogues. In fact, the Bible teaches us that Jesus visited many of the synagogues throughout uh, the area of Judea and Galilee as well. And in fact, uh, recently, not long ago, I had the privilege of going to Israel and visiting some of the ruins of the synagogues, and in fact, some of the very synagogues that our Lord had been in and taught from and expounded the word upon. It's amazing to me as I think about the Jewish synagogue and how Jesus went where the reading of the word of God was and where the teaching and the expounding of God's word was. And I love the teaching of the Bible. The exact location of this, what we're going to see, a miracle that's going to take place here in chapter 3, uh, and the synagogue that is referred to, the exact location is not known. We don't know where Jesus was. He could have been in Capernaum, could have been in some other location. We don't know. But notice again in verse number 1 of chapter 3, and he entered again into the synagogue. And there was a man there which had a withered hand. Now, here it is that Jesus stood face to face with a man who had a very serious problem. The Greek word, as we look at the studying the words here, a withered, had a withered hand. As we look at that, that what it means is, and it's believed, that this man, by the phrase of the wording of the Greek, it is thought that this man was not actually born with a withered hand, but that his hand had become marred somehow, maybe by an injury or maybe by an illness. We don't know that for sure, but as we think about this and we look at the word in the Greek and we begin to study the language of how it's written, we find out that it's very possible that this man had an injury or an illness that brought him to the trouble that he had. Either way, he had lost the ability to use his hand. I don't know if you've ever been uh, had an injury or had your arm in a, in a sling or a cask and had your hand limited in what uh, one of them could do. If, if you had one that was limited, that could not perform, and, and it'd be very difficult. Thank God we have two hands. Thank God if both those hands work, we should give God the praise and the glory. But as I see this, and I read this story as I'm studying it, in fact, in tradition, now tradition is not the biblical record, but tradition teaches us that this man begged the Lord Jesus to heal him so that he would not have to beg anymore. And uh, this man uh, had no way of working. He had no way of providing for his family. And tradition says that he asked the Lord, he begged Jesus to heal him, that he might not have to beg anymore, any longer. It tells me a lot about this man, if that be true, that he was a man of pride. He was a man of conscience. He was a man who was uh, well to take care of his own family. And, and I appreciate those qualities in a man. But tradition says that this man worked as a stonemason. So you could imagine 
him being very limited and not being able to work and perform the job of a stonemason with only one hand because that job would have taken two. We see that Jesus not only stood face to face with someone who needed his help, but we also see that Jesus stood face to face with those who opposed him. And it is amazing to me as I think about the religious people of that time, the Pharisees, and they were there, and they were opposing the Lord Jesus. It's amazing to me that he always had opposition, and the opposition came from religious people. Can I say to you, that's the way it is today as well in the work of the Lord. Oftentimes it is that religious people will oppose the work of Christ going forward. Even the Lord Jesus himself uh, had, uh, had men as we think about that. So we shouldn't be surprised when we are opposed. And, and by the way, let me say this. These were mere mortal men that opposed the Lord Jesus. And, and they were just mere mortal men. Can you imagine standing before God and opposing him? But that's exactly what they did. Notice in verse number 2. And we find out a little bit more of what they're doing. And they watched him. Not because they were interested in seeing his miracle. Notice this. Whether he would heal him. They, they weren't interested really in the man being healed. But that was a marvelous miracle. Who could do those things but God? As they watched and they watched him. Whether he would heal him. Here it is. On the Sabbath day. That they might accuse him. They were not marveling that he was healing, but they were watching to accuse the Lord Jesus if he did heal, because it was the Sabbath day. You see, these were evil men in disguise of religious men. And let me warn you, there are those that are that way today as well. And let me say it this way. Any religion without Christ as the centerpiece and without Christ as the Lord and the leader will become evil and is evil. But these men, they simply wanted to see if Jesus would heal on the Sabbath day. They had taken the law of Moses and they had twisted it and they added to it and, and they had added to the word of God to the degree that that they were going to accuse Jesus of breaking God's law on the Sabbath day. And I, if I'm not mistaken, we just read in chapter number 2, verse 28, that Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. The only thing that these men wanted to do was have something that they could accuse the sinless perfect Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. The Bible says they watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath so they might accuse him. And they're going to do that. And we'll pick up in verse number 3 of Mark chapter 3 tomorrow, Lord willing, as we meet again for the next Bethel Baptist Bible devotion time. This is Pastor Donnie Schumacher of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to wish you a happy new year. Let me just say it this way. In 2023, may we love Jesus dearly. May we live for him sincerely that others may see him clearly in us. If we could do that, that the world may know that Christ lives in us and that he's alive today. 
I hope and pray that we can do that in 2023. Lord willing, see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. for another Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. And until then, Pastor Donnie, bidding you a wonderful day. God bless you is our prayer. Child, I know you're sorry for all.